0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing pilot program. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts and put your tray tables
1: in the upright and locked position. Enjoy your flight.
0: Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away
1: Come fly with me Good afternoon, passengers. This is your Captain Chase Kennecke speaking. The date is June 20th, 2023. Happy birthday to our good friend Johnny Amazich, by the way. Um, The current weather is 88 degrees in sunny St. Louis. Along with me is my co-pilot, as always, Pierce Gorshane. Hello, Pierce. Hey, does Johnny listen to the show? i don't fucking know i don't no. know fuck fuck well, that guy happy uh,
2: birthday.
1: <laughs> i'll make him listen to this episode yeah. specifically just so he can hear that i said happy birthday on his birthday um now when i upload this it will not be the 20th but it is it's now. 20th now <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> it counts uh i did my friend duty uh, i also bought him a very nice gift so he'll probably have the gift by this time um anyway hi hello how are you uh i'm i'm doing okay i uh i've watched some television that's good i'm excited excited to talk to you about it
2: yeah we do that at on this podcast
1: that's true that's true i mean you know maybe i should you know if this is your first time listening to pilot program let me let me break things down for you we We should probably do the first first. we (laughs) probably should I, i probably should have a better intro than than what i do of just doing a funny bit with the the temperature um pilot program is a podcast where Pierce and I watched the first episode of every television show ever made. Mm-hmm. This is episode 12, so we've got a ways to go.
2: We do. Well, I think <laughs> um, we're making good progress, though. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> we've, we've certainly recorded more episodes than there have been new shows that have popped up since we started, right?
2: Yep. We've done right? 12 episodes in, like, <laughs> six months, so by the time we're, like, 80, episode 200, 300?
1: Uh, if this was the nineteen fifties, maybe we would be able to outpace the new television. Some out. show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we might we might be able to do it, but not now. We're we're this I guess this isn't peak T V. Have we talked about that? This isn't peak T V anymore, but like we're in a post peak T V where it's still pretty fucking peak. I
2: I've, I've kind of wondered about this as well, the sort of eras of television in the last twenty years. The golden era, I guess, would be what 2007 to 2013 or something
0: yeah i guess so tvs
2: after that maybe
1: one of the interesting things i was listening to the the new remap radio which is born out of the old waypoint radio um and they had yes definitely they had adam conover uh from adam ruins everything um, and many other things he's very very smart fun guy uh, they had him on and he was talking about the, the WGA strike, which is still going on. Writers Guild of America, still, still happening. Uh, writers still looking to get their fair share, um, and stop studio execs from fucking over writing writers rooms and, um, nickel and diming them everywhere. And specifically streaming, uh, sites from, from really screwing them out of potential revenue. Um, and that that was kind of interesting, where he was talking about there was this time where Netflix said, "You pay us fifteen dollars a month, and you get all the shows." And it there, it was kind of that golden age, and Netflix knew right, this is an unsustainable business. There's we're not getting enough revenue. We're going to have to put advertising in here at some point. Um, we're going to have to raise prices at some point. We can't we can't keep these shows on here forever. It's not like we own. Seinfeld or friends we own a license to that for a for a period of time and that's why they also tried to get into original programming um and and so when you said that kind of like 2007 to to I don't know 20 2013 ish era even maybe even a little bit longer like I feel like that is that era of Netflix firing on full cylinders um this this idea that that streaming is not just a thing, but now is a thing that comes with its own original programming, and and had dollars behind it. Um, Dude, that that was a pretty big part of television, I
2: think. I, yeah, but what you're saying is like the like I'm saying the golden age of television is 2007 to 2013. If that mm-hmm. just like the the nomenclature of it, not necessarily what I think is a golden age. Mm-hmm. And I feel like House of Cards came out in like 2013 or something like that, and that was sort of the end of the netflix like yeah. buying up these licenses and then you get into this like granted there's a lot of good tv out there but then you get into the streaming wars almost during the tv era wow Black. you pegged it. House of, cards,
1: house of cards was 2013 i am okay. well done wow
2: i'm the expert here i'm the host you're, now
1: you're a uh
2: have you watched any more of the shields uh here's the cast, uh, the uh, here's the cast. no here absolutely. am I plugging my video game things. I'm Chase. Blah, blah, wow. blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh,
1: this is a bit. Okay, I thought yeah, you were right, actually legitimately asking no, if I... No, no, no. okay. I was just
2: trying to go through the beats of what our episodes are usually like. Uh, uh, all right, You well, know, for the new user. Yeah, for the new Let, Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's go through the beats of what an episode normally like, is like. Pierce, did you watch any more of our last episode, which was on The Shield?
2: No, absolutely not. That, that yeah. show sucks. Neither <laughs> should I. That show is don't watch that show. show. If anyone's tuning uh, in now, don't. Don't go back and watch, listen to that other episode, and also don't watch the shield.
1: I mean, listen to the episode. You don't have to watch the show, but you should listen to us talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, the short version is uh, I don't, I don't really think the shield is bad. I think the show is evil, or the shield is evil. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it that, has bad it's...
2: intentions, but not in like a badass way, like yeah.
1: in an insidious way. I don't think it's a good show. No, um, sure. this this show that we're watching. Be- palette better. cleanser Be- better better show well yeah depends on your palette <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i do want to mention uh i <laughs> we uh, i watched more sailor moon we we talked oh, about cool. that on the last episode two two episodes ago with sailor moon so on the last episode when we talked about the shield i said no nah, i hadn't watched any of that but i felt bad i have watched now 5 episodes of sailor moon the other sailor scouts still have not shown up yet it is still just all Us- usagi uh which is fine um that shows fun i it's it's well animated um it gives me that nostalgic throwback of look at how much footage we also reuse um it's beautiful it's 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 fun it's the
2: whole dragon ball z thing where it takes a very long time for anything to happen and also they reuse a lot of animation
1: yes but at the same time like it is it it is a is an episodic piece of uh, sorry it's a um What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a cyclical episode of television. Like it is, they are all individual episodes, and there is very rarely, at least at this beginning part, there is very rarely an arc that is going on. There, there is like a a slight arc of oh, you see that these other Sailor Scouts are going to show up at some point, but for the most part, it is just Monster hey, the here week, oh, it's absolutely the week. Monster of the Week, and uh, I think the Monsters of the Week are really fun. Like they're just they're they're really gross. Uh, which is so um, contrasting with the the bouncy little bunhead that is Usagi as Sailor Moon um, yeah. and everything else is so pink and pastel and then you get to the part of the episode where the the like, sexy but evil woman who is trying to take the energy out of all the people uh reveals herself to be gross monster (laughs) and and the show just gets really fucking sick and then sailor moon like throws her crown uh throws tiara, and uh fucking thanos
2: obliterates them and and then you're like
1: yeah show's good i don't know it's fine
2: (laughs) there were some moments that like were generally or genuinely unsettling in that first episode. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah,
1: and and I would say that that kind of continues on as, as you go through, and it oh. is it is very much the same kind of thing. Uh, something bad is happening. Usagi kind of gets wrapped up in it. Um, the the uh, uh, tuxedo Mask guy shows up in real life And they hate each other Oh, They're buttonheads. heads uh, And then they show up He shows up uh, when she's Sailor Moon As Tuxedo Mask and they're like oh we like each other This is so nice uh, Because they don't know each other's secret identities uh, it's, it's fine it's some, it's some fun television I'm enjoying watching it I think I'll continue at this kind of drip feed pace Of you know just once every, every Couple nights or so It's, nice. it's fun uh but yeah, definitely not anymore of the shield. That's that's not fun. There's Bad nothing shield. fun about that. Uh let's talk about our show for this episode. We watched Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. The two thousand and five uh it's a little tough okay, five, yeah. Hell, I, I would Hell's say five. Kitchen, we're we're yeah.
2: Americans, we're basing it off of the American Always. we watched we watched american the american version. i
1: mean i watched both because i'm me but uh i didn't think... i do the bare minimum for <laughs> this
2: podcast
1: uh yes i mean our our scheduled watching this time was only for the 2005 american version of the shield which uh released on fox uh in the u.s if you if you did watch the the british version that that uh debuted on itv which i don't i don't they have that channels that
2: are not bbc over in england
1: yes yes I, I believe they Did do I, know this. Uh, I think itv stands for interactive television because i think a lot of the stuff is like hey call this number uh to vote or like text uh oh, okay. that makes sense um sure. uh, that's a, that's 100 percent what this show is in the uk which is very funny because it's absolutely not that in america um that might be something we talk about later uh in this episode as we talk about the differences between british and american reality shows um But for this one, uh, the showrunner slash creator, uh, that's going to go to Gordon Ramsay, who is the celebrity chef, who is the host, uh, who is all the stuff. He was also the the host of the British version, at least for the the first season. I think he left after that because then he came over here to do the American version. He does a lot of shows. He's
2: relentlessly ambitious, it seems
1: like. Yes. Uh, uh, and we'll we'll get into more of the stuff that he's got going on. But first, for people who are unfamiliar with Hell's Kitchen, let me give you a little bit of a preview. Hell's Kitchen is a reality elimination show themed around chefs and the restaurant business. Uh, hosted by Gordon Ramsay, the show centers on his harsh personality and high standards. Contestants are split into two teams and compete in team challenges each episode. The winning team is safe from elimination, but one person of Ramsay's choice will be selected from the losing team to leave the show until only one contestant is left winning their own restaurant. That's yeah, a big that prize seems like is. a very,
2: very large uh, uh, gift, not gift, uh reward but also yeah. sort of like this monkey's paw reward
1: uh, yeah. because uh-huh. like
2: w- who pays for the staff like beyond <laughs> it's opening like right. just giving this person a lot of responsibility who might not be like, financially, are, are financially you just prepared giving them, for it? Uh, yeah
1: like are you just giving them real estate and some kitchen supplies and going well you got to figure out the staff i don't know i just um, sell that
2: space immediately yeah, and then open the I space mean, that i actually want
1: and I don't know how I don't know how reality shows work in terms of like sweepstakes stuff. But like, I'm pretty sure it's American law, at least for sweepstakes, is that there is always a cash equivalent. Correct. So yeah, it's, you
2: legally have to give people the cash equivalent or the, right. the value
1: in whatever it is. So. I so I wonder if that's the same for reality shows as well of, OK, you know, we could give you a restaurant or we could give you fifty thousand dollars. Take the pick of, of which one you want. Um, don't know. Uh, We only watched the first episode. We didn't see who wins. Well, I've doing my research. I had to learn who wins. Pierce, uh, you're still pure. Yes, I am pure. Yes, beautiful. Pierce. I'm so I'm so me. excited. That's that is, you know, it's what I'm going to call you from now on. <laughs> um, um, so I'm very excited to uh, to reveal to pure Pierce here uh, of who who did win. Uh, and I want to see your predictions as well, because I think that'll be very fun. Okay. Uh, so unlike other shows that we've done, more scripted television. To be fair, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's scripted in Hell's Kitchen, um, but don't in... ruin this for me. <laughs> Allow me to have this. Cognitive oh, I'm distance. sorry. Pure Pierce thinks that that reality shows are it's are all real. real. It's all very <laughs> genuine. Um, we're we're going to kind of skip the uh, the actors part, but uh, we are going to talk about Gordon Ramsay because he is the the big part of the show. He's the yeah, host. He's yeah. He's everything. remains
2: a cultural figure as well.
1: Yes. So uh, let's discuss. I would say he's even more of a culture figure now, um, especially based on some other celebrity chefs passing. He's kind of R&B. the one left. I mean, there's there's some other chefs out there for sure. But like he he feels like the big one right now. Um, so Gordon Ramsey, he is the owner and operator of several restaurants. Uh, he has held over 17 Michelin stars in his career, which is the third most among chefs ever. Um, he currently in his current restaurants holds seven and those would go to restaurant Gordon Ramsay, uh, which I Could think, think is of a better name.
2: Maybe it's yeah. probably like Las Vegas or something. <laughs> hey, right?
1: they can't, they can't fire you from your restaurant if your name's on the building. Right. I think that's, it's I true. think that's how, how it's that like works. the,
2: if there's a show named after a person's actual name, you have to shout it out. If there's a restaurant named after a person, yeah. you have to shout it out.
1: Totally. Um, I had to bend that rule for for this one because he has so many shows that are Gordon yeah, Ramsay's great. something or other. Um, we, we, we mentioned some, though. Um, it's in London, so by the way. if I was goddamn Pierce, that's what I was going to oh, do. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> uh, it's fine. Too excited fine. about Hell's Kitchen. Too pure. Too pure. Uh, yes. Uh, hotel restaurant. Uh, Gordon Ramsay is in Chelsea, London. So if you want to go visit, uh, that's where you can go. It has three Michelin stars. Pierce, do you what do you know about Michelin stars?
2: Uh, listen. If you want tires and uh-huh. a place where you can find a, a nice restaurant, you mm-hmm. just go to Michelin. They're the corporation that has both.
1: Yeah, I did. You, they, you know that they literally are the same company.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are the same company. Okay. I, I can't remember how I, I looked into this a while ago because mm-hmm. I I have been to a couple Michelin starred restaurants and oh, thought this was wow. like a way so to fancy. you know uh, uh, not to really brag too much, um, but wasn't it just like a promotion like someone at the company was like this is a good advertising for this is good advertising for us we should do a little bit thing. like
1: it, it was a it was a travel guide, travel guide uh, it's like yeah. yes yes we're, we're selling Use tires, your tires here to and, get here <laughs> yeah get to these places what what can you see uh, on the road like this is before the internet people wanted to know where uh where they should go when they visit a place and michelin's like okay we'll we'll come up with it and then uh it just ended up Turning into this incredibly prestigious thing that uh, that now it is it is what every chef is looking for is to get the big donut man to to say <laughs> yes
2: your restaurant is good. I always say the purveyors of taste are tire companies. So. Yeah, absolutely. Firestone. They hit me with some great music recommendations. Their, their <laughs> tires taste
1: terrible. So <laughs> they, Michelin has the best tasting tires of, of any tire company. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always thought that was a fun story that uh, they, they literally are the same company, the tire it's place wild, and yeah. the place that tells you where the best man food capitalism
2: is crazy. Am I right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got that right.
2: Um, if
1: you want to go to a different, uh, slightly less prestigious restaurant than restaurant and gordon ramsay but also want some Michelin stars in there. You can go to. Uh, <clears throat> hang on, this is French. La <clears throat> presseoir d'argent, I think. I think yeah, is but... probably how you pronounce. It. Here's here's my tip for anybody who wants to speak French. You uh, make as many of the letters silent as possible. That's that's how you speak French, everybody. Sure. Um, you should probably also like know what the words mean and how to pronounce them. But other than that just make everything silent uh that's a two-star michelin restaurant pierce would you like to tell us where where la is? oh no, i didn't
2: click the link here uh it's probably in paris uh, i i'm gonna doubt it
1: i'm gonna doubt it i think it's it like in a paris. taste of it, paris. It, no no it's in oh, france
2: shit. it's in the bordeaux region though it's in bordeaux. Oh,
1: nice man city. i see i would have figured it was like i'm bringing a, a little bit of france to uh i don't know glasgow i know he's got a glasgow restaurant he's from he's from well, yeah
2: he's a Scot, which is yes. impressive to thrive in france as someone who's not from france i think yeah yeah french are pretty like pretentious about their food
1: yeah they're a little persnickety yeah sure i I think that's fair um and then he's got another two one-star restaurants uh right now which are uh petru petrus
2: sure
1: petrus petrus i don't know petrus
2: Uh, it's one of them petruses
1: (laughs) petru by gordon ramsay uh where's that one pierce it's in london okay and then uh last one is gordon ramsay oh trianon Um,
2: there's no link here so let's just say it's in france (laughs) i'm surprised he doesn't have like a some kind of las vegas restaurant maybe maybe he has las vegas restaurants but they don't have michelin stars
1: yes that that is that is the case there his he has a restaurant group that he is a part of that is uh yes he is he has lots um uh, yeah, Autryanon is in France. It's in uh, the Versailles region of France. Um, but he also has uh, a a whole series of kitchens called Hell's Kitchen. Um, they are not, why, would you,
2: they, <laughs> why would you want to eat there? It's going to be bad food and people getting abused. <laughs>
1: because they're because they're Gordon Ramsay restaurants they're ah, not true, yeah. they're not the they're not these people who are making who sure. are making these uh, let's see uh, so Ramsey if you don't know where he came from he rose to at least television I mean he's, he's he was a chef he's a good sure, chef yeah. he, he was um,
2: well accomplished in his in the private sector before he was
1: ro- a rose rich. through the ranks uh, uh, you know got into trouble by uh, fucking the head chef's wife um, that ha- that happened um, had to go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work under some other people uh one of his mentors said like oh you want to learn french cooking well don't go to france uh you should learn it from this french guy who who lives in the uk instead so he worked under that guy um and then became very accomplished he's again very accomplished chef i'm not i'm not here to say gordon ramsay doesn't make good food i'm sure he does i haven't had any of his food can't afford it yeah but, per- uh, I'm perhaps sure it's great.
2: <laughs> perhaps b- more in the 90s than now i think uh, I don't know. I haven't eaten at his restaurants. But, like, I imagine there are some fall off, fall off because he's not cooking in these restaurants.
0: Yeah,
1: he's he's too busy making money to yeah. uh, be Running this cooking. corporation. Yeah.
2: Capitalism Hell is yeah. wild, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I bet the dude cooks a lot. Um, he still has multiple cooking shows where he's literally cooking in front of you. But, I bet
2: Gordon uh, Ramsay is having one of those, like, typical cliche celebrity chef things where he's like i'm cooking for my kids now and his kids are Mm. like four or five and he's like 67 or something and now he's he's really learning what life's all about sort of thing i'm using quotes but this is an audio podcast
1: yeah he's doing the the uh jay kenji lopez alt thing of like oh i'm just making this food and i'll let my dogs eat it afterward i guess sure damn man that that food looks great can (laughs) i have some uh he's like nope only for the dogs
2: uh life's all about (laughs) Spending time with your loved ones yeah. Good My on dogs. him
1: um, Anyway, so for, for television famous sure. uh, Ramsey rose to television fame In the 1999 uh-huh. British documentary series Called Boiling Point Point. Um, and from there I guess he was more or less discovered As, hey, we should, we should build Like an actual show around him And so in 2004, he starred in two British shows One of them, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares Which is based on the thing we're watching um, and the or sorry the other way around Ramses Kitchen Nightmares and then Hell's Kitchen Hell's Kitchen is the one we're, we're watching sure um, both of which have U.S. versions now Kitchen Nightmares uh, debuted in 2007 here in the U.S. but the 2004 in in Britain that one that one's interesting I, I mean I'm not I'm not saying I. We should have watched that instead, but, uh, Kitchen Nightmares is fun in that he goes to somebody's restaurant that, uh, is bad, that has like right. a, I mean, bad, bad reviews. And, it's like
2: bar rescue and, and like yes, all that kind of stuff. It is a hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent that it's, it's just him telling somebody their shit in their own place, rather than come to my place and I'll tell you your shit. Um, that's and so it's a very different feel. <laughs> uh, um, so some of the other shows that he's been a part of, he's been part of MasterChef US, MasterChef Junior. That one's always funny to me. I yeah, this I, is I like where they try to humanize him
2: in the in the career arc of Gordon Ramsay. Uh, They're like, he's yeah. good with kids. He's nice to people sometimes, but only I, kids. I, I haven't watched MasterChef Junior.
1: I like the idea in my head of him just yelling at a kid and the kid immediately crying. I'm sure that's not what that is, but I like the idea of that. We have to watch Um, every show,
2: so we'll eventually watch it.
1: You're right. You're right. We'll also have to get to Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, which I'm pretty sure is just Anthony Bourdain, (laughs) no reservations except with a
2: worse host. It's him looting ancient temples (laughs) and murdering a lot of people. Uh, he's gotta find el dorado yeah and <laughs> hanging out with nolan north
1: <laughs> yeah uh-huh and he's playing crash bandicoot or whatever the fuck i i don't know uh oh so jack and daxter what, what's the one they play in in uh this is uh, a reference
2: to the the video game series uncharted for anyone who's yes. lost the thread on this uh, yes i don't know made i've naughty actually naughty never dog. played any of those games okay um, well
1: naughty naughty dog made jack and daxter so i'm gonna guess that it's jack and daxter that he's playing on this playstation game.
2: did they They made the first three no they made the first four because they made the first three and then also crash team racing
1: okay you you know more about crash than i do i was was not a playstation guy growing up so i am now but I, i wasn't then um let's see here um he's also made some cameo appearances uh he's been on top gear Uh, Extras, that Ricky Gervais show, which is quite good. We'll do extras someday. Uh, The Simpsons, New Girl, Mickey Mouse, Mixed Up Adventures, and Smurfs, The Lost Village. That's a movie. Um, Okay. (laughs) Pierce, would it surprise (laughs) you? Would it surprise you that he's actually played either himself or uh, a mocking version of a chef um, on all of these programs?
2: Relentlessly ambitious.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's absolutely himself. And you know what? He's he's a big personality and that's why people want him on their things. Um, he also lent his voice to the 2008 video game Hell's Kitchen. The game. Colon the
0: game. <laughs> yes.
1: Gotta love anything that's called the uh, has the colon the game on it. Um, that game released for the Wii, the DS, the PC and iOS. Uh, it got pretty middling reviews. I think the DS version got really bad reviews. Yeah, I was gonna say um,
2: of those four platforms, I bet the DS version is
1: trash. <laughs> See, I would have guessed the DS version would have been the best. Is like having the stylus, you'd actually get to like chop food or do something like cooking mama style. It's when it's when you're on the Wii and you're having to use the. Terrible motion controls, I would have guessed that would have been the worst one, but yeah,
2: there was a lot of shell uh, wear on that platform.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's also in two Mr. Beast videos, if you care about them. Um, <sighs> both both in twenty twenty two. One is I built Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and the other is I didn't eat food for 30 days
2: is uh, is the cover image of both these videos. Gordon Ramsay with an O Could... face.
1: Couldn't couldn't tell you, but almost assuredly. <laughs> um, have you have you ever watched a Mr. Beast video? Every
2: day we stray further from God's light. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. No, I have not. I did watch uh, some Instagram reel of Mr. Beast and Tom Brady hitting a could drop yeah. out of the air uh, yeah i ended just...
1: up watching that video the the one with all the yachts i don't i don't know why that was the one i decided okay let's see what one so, of these so are, now but... you're just
2: served mr beast videos uh videos and ryan <laughs> Reviews from now. On. Oh, I thankfully and I did not ruin videos. my algorithm by watching
1: <laughs> one Mr. Beast video. I'm I'm very thankful for that. So I still have all my Magic the Gathering and Destiny two and uh, Fire Emblem streamers. <laughs> like those, thank Thankfully, those have been preserved. <laughs> I would have been so in, hurt in, if it all became Mr. Clips Beast garbage that are in like 26p. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, every once in a while, it's like, hey, yeah, here's another in living color like yeah i guess i watched that a couple yeah. like six months ago and we did that episode <laughs> but sure, if i stand right.
2: far enough away from the computer the pixels coalesce <laughs> into <a> readable image <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, that kind. Of, if you squint,
1: that kind of looks like Jim Carrey, huh? Interesting. James Carrey. Please, uh, James Carrey. Yeah. So, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> very important to get that right. Uh, and then also, Gordon Ramsay has written a number of books, uh, twenty-six to be exact, as the at the time of this recording. Which, as you might guess, are mostly cookbooks and like and one mostly ghost written.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet I,
1: WGA. I bet,
2: this is what the writer strike is all about. They're sick of writing. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay cookbooks
1: I, I don't know if that's exactly what that means they demand
2: okay. percentages on these Michelin star <laughs> restaurants Pierce, now it's time
1: for my favorite part of the episode where I ask you to tell me what the general synopsis is of the pilot of Hell's Kitchen, uh, a blurb that I have written that you (laughs) will now tell the audience or not, or just go off on your own. Whatever you, you know, dealer's choice, honestly.
2: Yeah. Uh, Did you see I added my own paragraph here? I've rewrote what you wrote.
1: Wow. That's, I don't know if I'm impressed or hurt, but please Uh, continue. be, Be
2: hurt because it's all an insult to you. Um, okay. <clears throat> episode 1 of Hell's Kitchen begins with 12 contestants. To call them all chefs would be generous. Instead, they are a wide variety of food enthusiasts, from professional f- chefs to office workers to stay at home parents. After sharing a glass of champagne with their fellow contestants, Maitre D Jean Philippe and Ramsey's sous chefs, Marianne and Scott, inform the contestants their first challenge begins immediately. They will be cooking their signature dish for Gordon Ramsay himself. After 45 minutes of TV time, um, Ramsay emerges to taste the food and mostly hates all the dishes. The contestants are then shown to their dormitories to drop off their things, but are quickly whisked away for their second challenge. The group is split into two teams and are tasked with cooking for an evening dinner service of L.A. freeloaders. After a disastrous few hours, Ramsay calls off the challenge because of how bad both teams cook. He declares the blue team the, quote, winner, and chooses one cook on the blue team, Elsie, to nominate two members of her team to be eliminated.
1: Red team. Elsie's on the red team.
2: Oh, shit. Uh, Well, whatever. Uh, That's why you should have read my blurb instead of your (laughs) blurb. Of the two, Ramsey chooses Carol Ann, a contestant who mostly avoided working during the competition. She is eliminated.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think the most important part before we before we move on, one thing that you didn't mention with mine, uh, which I understand, but I think we do need to mention it if. If the audience is going bad. to I have sensed it was bad. Fair enough. But uh, for our listening audience, I think we should explain who the 12 contestants are, just so when we talk about. We them... can now. Uh, yeah. Again,
2: you spend way too much time on the cast in all of these episodes, and I need to skip <laughs> through that so we can get to the good part, which is the narratives.
1: Fine. Then I will tell you who our 12 contestants are. <laughs> Please we have do. Els- Elsie, who is a mother of six kids, Michael, who is a professional chef, Carol Ann, who is a server's assistant. Mary Ellen, who is a bartender, Wendy, who is an account manager, Ralph, who is a professional chef, Chris, who is an executive chef. Ooh, I wonder if what will happen that with that. smug bastard. <laughs> uh, Dewberry, who is a pastry chef. Uh, his name is, is Jeff, though, uh, but they don't call him Jeff because we have a different Jeff, and also Dewberry is fun to say. Um, Jeff, who is a finance manager, Andrew, who is an office assistant, Jimmy, a purchasing supervisor, and finally Jessica, who is a head hunter. Um, so like Said a mix of people who are professional chefs, uh, one executive chef, ooh, very fancy, and then a couple of people who are like, yeah, I don't know, I cook a little bit, um, or I don't even cook all that much, uh, just to get like a, a good mix of people in there, mix of people, mix of skill levels. Um, let's let's get into it. I, I wanted I want to give you a little pre-show context for me. I didn't really know much about Gordon Ramsay uh, before coming in here. I. Um, I'd seen some of his like individual videos that he puts out on YouTube where he's like, this is, this is the way to cook the best burger. And, you know, you don't, you don't move it once it's down so it can get the good caramelization. And then, and then you only flip it once and then you let it, you go again. You can't can't, can't keep flipping it. Yes. And he did a steak video as well. And I've watched both of those. He, he seems like a very entertaining chef when he's when he's just in there like i could absolutely see him having his own like food network show um but he's he's done a little better for himself than that um and then i mean i've seen some of the the duets that he's done i don't know if that's if he's on tiktok or instagram or what he's doing but i've seen them on twitter because they get put on there uh which is mostly just him like holding his phone selfie style at himself and then watching the video that somebody else is doing of like oh here's me cooking and it's usually like one of those uh uh like yeah. totally bullshit ones where they start <laughs> out like just cooking a normal thing yeah. and then like Here's throwing how you make, something uh,
2: Thanksgiving dinner in a can yeah like kind
1: of stuff stuff like that or or stuff that at least looks like it's gonna start out like okay oh this is a meal yeah i'm making chicken so i'm cutting cutting and he's like oh yes yeah, very good technique and uh and then and then you know i'm gonna open up the like fillet of the chicken breast like, yeah yeah fillet that sounds great I'm, I'm into it and he's and he's always like really excited like yeah show me show me what's next what do you got what are you doing i'm so excited um and then instead of like I don't know, like putting in some like garlic butter or something on the chicken. They're like, oh, and now I'm just going to dump a bunch of Fritos on top. He's like, wait, what? Why would you do? Why would you do that? And this, then he's just I, continuing. To every get...
2: day we stray further from God's <laughs> life.
1: Well, hey, that, that got him a million plus views, I'm sure. Um, so I've seen a couple of those. I, I get what he's doing. And then I've also seen I think we talked about this on the on the shield episode at the end. But um, I've seen his commercials for like the hex clad pans and I almost bought one. Um, and then I looked up some reviews and people are like, those aren't actually very good pans um so then i didn't and i bought a i bought a wok instead and i feel very good about my new wok i like i love my new wok um, wok. i do i do i like uh i like cooking in the wok i tried i tried making um uh like uh breakfast burritos and i was like oh i could put the sausage in the wok and you know what Sausages can be in a pan like the the walk was fine but like i should have just used the pan sure uh gordon ramsay could have told me i should have used the pan probably that's all right that's all right um so yeah i mean i know his vibe is i'm loud i'm angry i'm i'm a perfectionist um but i hadn't watched hell's kitchen i hadn't watched any of his other shows um i just kind of knew him through osmosis uh have you watched anything with that gordon ramsay's been attached to beforehand
2: i don't think so i may have seen something like a, a top chef or an iron chef uh, celebrity challenge that he was on maybe i'm misremembering this um but not really i, I, I sort of know him through osmosis as well and
0: mm-hmm. that
2: like i've consumed a lot of cooking shows over the years so i understand his influence over the genre of cooking shows and cooking competition shows um and, and and what you were saying also that like there is a reverence spoken about him even though he does have that sort of pastiche of being a celebrity. So there there is a, I don't want to say he's undermined a little bit in his cooking, but it's it, uh, maybe maybe it's just in my eyes. Like when someone gets too big as a celebrity chef, I just assume that they can't cook anymore. So I always thought he was a little corny. Um, yeah. But I I understood like Hell's Kitchen's influence over the shows that I do like and that I have watched a lot of episodes of like Chopped and an Iron Chef. Well, Iron Chef, was, I think was probably before this. I, but, I
1: think so. I yeah. think so. Someday we'll do Iron Chef. That, that sounds like
2: a fun For one. For sure. Yeah. It, it, but like, I, I, I knew that like Hell's Kitchen was a, was a, was a hit and sort of elevated a lot of um, other cooking shows, which is like food in general. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also, like, you know this, or maybe you don't know this, but I'm a huge fan, genuinely, of Anthony Bourdain, RIP. Yeah, um, one, of, one of the best.
1: One of the best of the to best. ever do it.
2: One of the best to ever do it. And um, and so, and he talks about Gordon Ramsay a little bit. I think he even has... I mentioned in an essay or in one of his books, like, he talked about Hell's Kitchen and cooking shows in general and was sort of talking about that era of uh, the pornographic qualities of cooking shows and mm-hmm. how he... He liked that it was bringing attention To food but at the same time Didn't want people just to sit on the couch and Consume food by watching High quality food he, he really hoped That it would translate into people Cooking uh, on their own and, and, um, and consuming good food In, in real life so um, That's kind of like that's a long way Of saying yeah. like I, I don't know much About Gordon Ramsay and I haven't watched a lot of his stuff But everything outside of it out of, Outside of his sphere of influence I, I'm Definitely familiar with
1: I think if if you put them on a spectrum and you have Anthony Bourdain on one side and and Gordon Ramsay on the other, I'm very much in the Anthony Bourdain side, um, um, just because I I find him to be a, a much more uh, likable, interesting, um, passionate guy. I mean, Gordon Ramsay yeah. certainly passionate in in the perfectionist way, but I, I feel like there is a almost like a love of food that you get from Anthony Bourdain that you um, that it's, I don't know. This this is me ascribing a little bit too much. I I'm sure that Gordon Ramsay no, also I mean, loves food and loves the craft, but there is it there. It almost feels like there's been a bit more of a mechanical uh lo- or love of the mechanics of making food for Gordon Ramsay versus the mechanics of enjoying food from Anthony. Yeah, King. there
2: there's a um. I mean both both chefs were. Rose of prom like public prominence in the same eras in the in the yeah. late 90s and the early 2000s both were on TV a lot in the early 2000s and mid 2000s, but kind of what you're saying like, at least in this first episode of Hell's Kitchen, Ramsey is holding the standards of everyone to to fine dining, and I think Bourdain realized pretty early on that like, his sh- he was more of a working class chef and he appreciated the dive bars and he appreciated like the street vendors of the mm-hmm. food and at least in this first episode of hell's kitchen he basically holds everyone whether they're a mother or uh like a server to the standard of someone who's cooking in a michelin star chef uh, michelin star restaurant which is for
1: the yeah <laughs> it is very unfair also i mean we we have to mention this um it's called reality television television um this is so fucking fake and i say that in the best ways like i i think this is um one one the show is different than what i thought it was going to be i i thought this was going to be more of a cooking competition and while there is cooking involved here and it is a competition this feels much more like early um early reality television shows like a survivor or like a big brother where it's It's more about the game of of the reality show than it is about making a thing. I mean, it. You do get that at the beginning of this episode where everybody makes their signature dish and they present it to Gordon and they tell them, tell him, you know, this is what my my dish is. This is what it's inspired by. And it's like, okay, that feels very Iron Chefy or watching a, a food network thing. Um, but then it it definitely turns into, okay, this is more like physical challenge. We're all in a restaurant and you're all line cooks, and um, it's it's less about making the food and and oh, what choices did you make with this dish? And did they work out? And it's more about um, you. You need to make this food as fast as you can and as best as you can. But also, you're all making the same thing. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what. Do you, yeah, you know what I'm saying like it's I, a I different and, style and... of competition. And it just it's like food is there as a theme rather than uh, as like a as a. Um, cornerstone of what the show's about
2: i understand to an extent and and i like i like this episode i like the show much better than you did i think judging from the two uh sets of notes that we had but yeah i i would disagree insofar as like it's not so much about the comp the 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 reason why i think it's not entirely about the competition is because in that first challenge there you you get introduced to everyone and then they cook their signature disc for gordon ramsay there's nothing to be gained from that first challenge. There's no like advantage, mm-hmm. I don't think, in in the next round. And in most competition shows now, they do the first challenge and then you get an advantage for the second one. And yes, of course it's all contrived and it's all yeah. scripted. But like just have like the suspend disbelief for a moment
0: yeah. and
2: say that when you win that first challenge, you're supposed to gain an advantage in the second challenge of the episode. And they don't do that. He basically just shits all over these dishes, except for, like, three of them.
1: You're right, but this is this is also an introduction. Like, these these people haven't even been split up into teams yet, so we don't... Like, the, the competition hasn't really started. To, to your point, whatever happens here doesn't matter, except that It's a way to get introduced to the people and the kind of food that they make and a chance for Gordon to uh, show off how much of a dick he is. Um, Yeah. Like contrived, contrived dick. Like he's, he's meant to be a dick here. It is all, and and I'll tell you what really changed it for me. And you didn't watch this, but I watched the UK version, which one uh, is all celebrities. Uh, They're all minor British celebrities, which means I don't fucking know any of them and you don't either. Um, But it's Gordon Ramsay in a kitchen with a bunch of celebrities, which, and, and the show just has a completely different tenor. It is, it is not a hardcore oh, my God, what a what an asshole. He's got such high standards. It's uh, it's like this woman going like, yeah, I fucking suck at cooking. Isn't that funny? And Gordon going, like, oh, these people fucking suck at cooking. And they're like, we do. We do suck. It's so funny. And it, everybody's having a much better time. Whereas in this, it is it is absolutely peak melodrama of uh, we don't even get to meet Gordon before they right. cook their food. It's, we, it's we so get, much more get, cutthroat yeah we get uh the maitre d guy jean uh to be like yes yeah, so you're gonna be cooking your food for for gordon and uh you know you haven't even met him yet and uh go you you have 45 minutes go um and then it's all like oh i, ho- I hope he's gonna like it and then he shits all over it and it's like oh man it's oh fuck oh he hates me this is so bad uh like the the best the best one we've we've alluded to it a couple times here but uh it's uh what's his name chris uh, the executive chris chef chris where where gordon's like okay who are you it's like i'm chris and you like what do you do chris I'm like i'm an executive chef and he just looks at him like excuse me you're you're what now you're not just a chef you could have just said chef but you say executive chef and, and he says it in the most smarmy way too yeah. which is so perfect um it is and, it's it's and very good. Gordon has the food and he's like this this is this is terrible or he asks him something like how long have you been an executive chef and he's like oh 10 years. And he's like 10 that's 10 wasted years.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that that first challenge is sort of a setup for it's like okay we're just going to let Gordon Ramsay be a dick for like yeah. 10 15 minutes and it is entertaining like the the slams are good slams like I I was slams. in there and and what you were saying about uh, introducing the the sort of quote characters of the contestants
0: mm-hmm. uh, I think
2: is very true yeah so the, it, even if they don't gain an advantage for the next challenge you're right in that it establishes narratives immediately and that yeah because like
1: elsie's is like oh i'm a mother of six yeah, uh, i don't cook and... but i
2: cook for my my kids
1: which is right and she makes turkey tacos which you hear that and you go oh i can't wait to see ramsey rip into her and then because it's a scripted reality show sorry sorry pure pierce to to break that to <gasps> you uh you mean he didn't when's... like the turkey tacos uh, Gordon, no, he does. He does. I know. What I'm
2: saying is that he's. Is he faking that he likes the right. turkey tacos? For <laughs> uh, the. For maybe. Television?
1: Very, very possible. But yeah, he's like, hey, you know what? Um, it, uh, he had some, he had some like little put down of like, Oh, this is like a little dry, but actually it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, and then it Carol looks Anne, like shit,
2: but it, it tastes good.
1: It looks it's like shit. that was it. It looks, it looks terrible, but you know what it is actually not too bad. And then Carol Ann who has probably the least cooking experience of all of them. Um, I forgot what she made, but, um, he's like, Hey, you know, this is actually really well cooked. The rest of you could learn from Carol Ann. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Like so, so cool that the, that the, uh, underdog here made the best food. Yeah. Uh, and, and then of course she gets her ass thrown out on the first episode to of like course. really, really be like, Oh, nobody's fucking safe on hell's kitchen.
2: This is, I, I, I put this in my notes about like when, when he goes through and judges all these, what I, What I saw thematically was that there is this establishment of he tears down all the professionals, Mm
0: -hmm. which is
2: sort of anti intellectualism, anti expertise, skepticism of expertise, and then he builds up all the amateurs, which are mostly women, so sort of confirming gender roles, but Mm -hmm. underdog stories, rags to riches. And this is a show on Fox, so it is it is meant for a mass audience.
1: That's a fair point,
2: and I, I think mean, it, that,
1: it also puts them all on a level playing field. So, it puts them all on so a level
2: playing field. Exactly. When you yeah, get right. to
1: the actual competition part of it, once he puts them into teams, the thought is any of these people could go like just because chris is an executive chef chef doesn't mean he's safe from this competition right he he could fuck up one time and be out of it um and so yeah i mean it is it is manufactured drama but it's good manufactured drama like they're doing what they need to do here and and that i think is is uh, a good point about all reality television shows is that there is a craft here like yes yes they are contrived um but you when you when you know and and i do mention this in my notes it's, it's kind of like professional wrestling by another name you can go in knowing it's fake but when you go in knowing it's fake you start to gain a different appreciation for it, for sure, based based on the craft and and knowing that it's an act. You can start to enjoy the performances a little bit more, or the editing, or the way they do things. So when I say I think the editing of this show is fucking terrible, because uh, one they ADR some fucking awful audio in here. Uh, ADR for people who don't know it stands for uh, additional replacement or uh, Repl- additional dialogue replacement. Uh, which just means either it's dialogue that wasn't mentioned beforehand and we're bringing it in later. Uh, that Somebody's done in like a sound booth and then we'll we'll find a way to, to uh, put it into the video, either with somebody's back turned or like maybe maybe like with an Elka kind of thing where you have like somebody else's face and you're having different audio play um, or uh it's it's a case where somebody said something and it didn't get picked up as well on the mic and we need we need somebody to go in and re-record that i can tell you in my job i had to tell somebody today oh we're gonna have to adr that um because when we shot something the microphone had like a somebody was touching the microphone cable and it led to a little rumble so it's like we'll need to get back in and do some adr get somebody to get that that new clean voice and clean audio um the difference is this is 2023 when we're doing when when we would do this. It's 2004 here, and I just I don't think editing was as um, good back then as it is now because it is so clear. I, I don't know if you caught it. Maybe I this is not, me just no. catching stuff. I'm being
2: honest. I did not. I was totally but, hooked, and I was just not, <laughs> I didn't even think about the. the... So, uh, so yeah.
1: they're done with the first competition and he's put them into teams and he's trying to explain to them that the restaurant is the, they're opening Hell's Kitchen tonight and you're and somebody's going to be leaving tonight and he's getting more into like specific rules of what's going on and there's just a cut where you can kind of hear the background audio of just, oh, that's the, like the normal background audio stuff that's going on, like little crackles and whatever. It, it's just, it's the inherent ambient noise you get with a normal recording. And then uh, it cuts to like one of the the faces of the contestants. And now you hear this crystal clear audio of me in a soundproof <laughs> room as I'm talking. And, and you're like, oh, okay, that, that was not all recorded at the same time. These turkey tacos um, taste yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, which, which to me, it's it's such a small thing. It's such a little thing. But also, uh, this it, the show is fake. I know the show is fake, so it, it becomes yeah. yes. I want I want the performance to be good, and in that instance, the performance is kind of bad. Um, we we'll watch another reality show here soon. I imagine that I think does a lot better uh, a lot better job with ADR. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then there's like another another scene, the the, the last editing thing I'll talk about. But uh, there's a there's another scene. They've all got new chef uniforms on, um, and they have like the brand name says chef or something like on the lapel collar, and we're just about to cut to commercial and gordon ramsay says something shocking about what's gonna happen next uh and everybody's like looking in different directions and i noticed yeah exactly we need to get everybody's reaction shots and i just noticed like wait a minute um why is chef written backwards on somebody's lapel that doesn't make any sense uh and i had to go back multiple times and check it and it's like oh wait no, no wait did they mirror this fucking footage just so to get like, the, the faces yeah just to get the faces <laughs> to look the correct direction i mean this is uh,
2: 2005 it's not like people yeah, are anticipating streaming or being it's able to not rewind. A, like not a lot of people right, are
1: you're right you right at the same time you're absolutely right it's and it's not a big deal but it is just funny to me that somebody had to sit in an editing room and go oh, we need him looking to the left. What if we just flip the footage? And I'm sure an editor goes, well, then Chef's going to be backwards on his shirt. And they'll go, I don't fucking care. No one's going to notice do, on Fox at 8 p.m. on a Thursday night after six yeah. beers. There you go. Uh, but I noticed. And uh, and you know what?
2: You it's are just, you're the kind of guy that like <laughs> raises his hand at the end of a class and is like, um, you forgot to collect the homework. Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fair. Well, um, you know, my my parents. I'm the son of teachers, so yeah, that is that, true. Let's. That's, uh, we're already at
2: fucking forty eight minutes or forty nine minutes. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, you man. know how I'd like to keep this below uh, oh, an yeah. hour. Keep... Uh, tight show. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the second challenge. So they they sure. after the first challenge, they go. Um, they get to see their dormitories. It's going to be sort of Big Brother style. They're all going to live in the same uh, space. And it's
1: so. It's so perfectly. Derivative of Whoa, every other sick. reality it's show like It's so dorm room. That's why I, was, I was waiting for two things in, in this show once I realized What kind of show this was One thing was like oh the introduction of the space Like it's the fucking real world Where everybody's gotta go
2: Whoa look, they got a beanbag chair <laughs>
1: uh, I don't think they actually have a beanbag chair in this one But that's the kind of shit we're talking about here Like oh my god we all have separate
0: beds this chair shaped Separ- like
1: an egg <laughs> Separate twin beds Holy shit Uh <laughs> yeah, get uh, fucked. That...
2: Whoever is in the uh, the bed that's like not pointed in the same direction as the other two—that's uh-huh. like like yeah. perpendicular to the wall—and they just have to be stared at by the entire time by whoever's sitting uh-huh. in the beds.
1: Yeah, it's like the Willy Wonka beds where everybody has to like point. The... <laughs> faces different directions yep uh it's good times uh, and then the other one which they do say and i'm i have to believe this is somebody going we need somebody to say the line like we're we're just we we are contractually obligated for somebody to say the line in in every reality television show ever made i even put the uh the bart just say the line bart meme uh in my notes here which is it comes at 37 minutes and 45 seconds into the episode i'm not here to make friends yes
0: yes (laughs) you're a badass and
2: you're ready to burn bridges to win that's right i know Uh, it's so good
1: it's so good so yes sorry your your point you're setting up the the next challenge which is so they they go to the team we have a blue team and what are they
2: doing in the same day so they do that first challenge they go to the dormitories to drop all their shit off and then they're told the second challenge starts now they're going to be split into teams and they're going to cook an entire dinner rush as like almost like separate restaurants within uh, the same sort of space and that people are coming in momentarily into the dining room. and They're going to order off this menu. So they'll be judged by Ramsey sort of in real time. He'll be the, the person working the hot plate, which is like right before the food goes out, he kind of does a last check and then hands the food to the server Um and, and he'll be sort of judged. He'll, he'll be judging them as the dishes come out. If it doesn't look up to his standards, he sends it back. And the dishes aren't going to come out until every dish in the order is ready. And then the people eventually get served. Um, meanwhile, they split the, the, the people into two teams. One person from each team is selected to be the one of the servers in the dining room. Um, it seems like he kind of picks two of the more competent chefs, two of the more professional chefs to represent yeah. those teams. So at, le- at least
1: one of them. Ralph was a chef. I, I don't think Jeff was a chef.
2: Okay, so s- someone from the teams uh, will be representing them on the, actually, uh, uh, the floor. Uh, Ramsey gives a nice speech right before this all starts about the, um, the teamwork and the symbiosis of uh, the front of house and back of house, the servers and the chefs, how any good restaurant re- kind of requires both of them to be at the top of the game and then uh they pretty much start right away in, in the same day so one of the things i said in in my notes was like i'm someone who likes reality tv especially com- like competitions and cooking competitions for that matter
1: mm-hmm. and so
2: i will suspend disbelief for any length and and totally what what i witnessed here was like the the deck of cards is stacked against them every single time the fact that they're having to do this entire um dinner rush without any preparation while on the same day of starting the show uh, already doing a, a challenge means that it's going to be disastrous like it, yeah it's, this is just a vehicle for ramsey to be upset and to yell at them which and,
1: and I mean... for for my part like like ralph was uh, is a professional chef and he's on the blue team which didn't have a lot of other people who are professional chefs and he was selected out of everybody to be one of the wait staff. And you're like, damn, he was like one of the guys who might have kept them all together. And now he doesn't even get to cook like there. It is. It is a beautiful drama that they're inserting into this. And it kind of doesn't matter that it's fake, because, again, like wrestling, it's if you just let yourself get into the story. You can you can really enjoy what's going on there um, or or you're just or like the, the layman who who has who's like, I don't I don't I don't understand that it's actually fake. And if you think it's real, great. They they want you to feel that drama, too. And you're probably feeling it better than than the rest of us who who only have to dream that it's real. Um, <laughs> so, like, good, good on you. Stay, stay ignorant. I love it. But um, but yeah, it's it is it makes for an interesting interesting time and there's a lot of tension and people are trying to cook stuff as fast as they can and they bring it to gordon and he's like this sucks uh not only like this part sucks this this piece of food is bad which means we need to throw the whole thing away the whole you gotta cook it all again yeah Yeah.
2: so like everyone Uh, at the table like if it's a table of three and they all order something different if one of those dishes is not up to his standards he makes them throw all of the dishes out and then they they all have to
0: recook it
1: all right cuz if you are like a really good restaurant you you want everybody to get their food about the same time and you want it to be at about the same temperature so everybody can have a similar great dining experience which makes which makes a lot of sense yeah um, shout out to chefs
2: shout out to yeah. line cooks shout out to servers uh, because it's fucking hard it's hard guys yeah for
1: them. Uh, and it's even harder when you have these fake fucking LA ass people uh, as your as your stuff. Uh, by the way, to, sh- to shatter a little a little extra thing for you, uh, this is not an actual restaurant. They this is Hell's Kitchen is shot on a soundstage in California, I believe. Yeah, um, they probably put out like an APB for
2: people who wanted a free meal, and they're like, yeah. Do you wanna be on TV and get a free meal, maybe." Uh, yeah, just or like a, produce, a, a producer's wife or
1: something. Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know. We just we just need some some warm bodies here for for this. And yes, maybe we paid like these three specific women because we're gonna do a bit with them where they run up to Gordon and go, "When's her feds gonna be done?" And he goes, "Shut the fuck up, you yeah. dumb bitches!" Yeah. And they go, "This, you're mean." And he goes, "Yeah, get the fuck out of here. I don't care." He um, plays by his own rules, okay, Chase. Uh, my my favorite part. I think of the whole episode is uh oh i gotta i gotta find his name um uh jimmy uh jimmy they they do talking heads because again this is a reality show we have to do talking heads of everybody so you can get into the minds of what people are doing at the moment and also so you can better edit around and get your footage right to to display the things that they're talking about when you so say jimmy talking at one heads point, you
2: mean uh like one-on-one interviews uh yes thank you and they're narrating in real time even yes it's recorded like, after
1: yeah, recorded post, but you, you're able to talk about all the stuff that's going on here and see like what their headspace was at the time. But they talk about it like it's in directly in the moment. And one of the things Jimmy says he's he's just watched somebody get absolutely. Cussed out by by Gordon Ramsey and had like food thrown in their uh, On their shirt or something And Jimmy has his talking head of like I'm definitely not gonna let him push me around And then literally The next cut Is is him bringing Food to Gordon and Gordon Going this sucks and smashes It on his shirt and Jimmy Just going oh okay and then he just Walks away and it is so Perfect of of Just being set up to be knocked down and i obviously like with the talking head you know that he already knew he got food smashed on him but it doesn't matter because in the moment the story is just so juicy and so perfect i love it i love it it's great <sighs> um you're right yeah. i don't like the show as much as you do i'm not a i'm not a big reality television show guy um I I think the one I was most into was and this will come as no surprise tough enough which was the WWE let's find the next WWE wrestler uh, which which is where the Miz came from. Uh the Miz uh famous or before wrestling, famous for being on the real world. So he was like a okay. different reality television right. star. Let's wrap up um, let's wrap up the, yeah. the
2: WWE stuff. The fair enough, stuff. fair enough.
1: Um I I like the the craft of how the uh they mechanically made the game parts of the show. So like at the end, Ramsey declares that the blue team is uh not the losers i think is how he puts it uh it's like you you yeah, survived he, he the competition the dinner, but like, you did not oh th- right sorry a lot
2: of a lot of people don't get their food because he keeps sending it back because they like at one point one of the guys burns himself and drops the plate on the ground or also jimmy the... Jimmy's having jimmy a also bad time. okay yeah uh he has a bad time um yeah there's like a he he there's a bunch of people that just don't get their food and they leave and they storm out and then Maitre d' Jean Philippe has to go and tell everyone that Gordon Ramsay has called it off. If you ordered your food and you haven't received it yet, you're not going to get it. And um, and then yes, he he declares one team, the not losers essentially. Yeah. Uh, both so, both teams were atrocious and he can't, he's so disappointed with all of them. Blah, 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 yeah.
1: Blah so blue team you get the hell out of here i don't even look at your faces anymore but nobody's getting eliminated from your team and then i i really like the the gamesmanship of okay red team uh i think elsie here was the best of the worst that is that is even like her designated title Uh, for for what's happening here and what does she get for for her troubles uh well one she's safe from elimination and two she actually has to nominate the other two people on her team that she thinks uh deserve elimination and there are a lot of potential options here jeff their server uh apparently like they got um, everyone fucking hated him Everyone absolutely hated that, Jeff. Uh, that
2: fucking cop looking motherfucker. <laughs> he does. He does
1: have a certain cop look to him. You're right. Um, there's, there's a uh, Carol Ann who was just standing around. There was Jimmy who got his hand burned and also made bad food. And also was just, uh, uh, he, when he burned his hand, he also just kind of ditched everybody. Um, and he's like, well, I yeah, take my care, hand. And I was like, yeah but like, Hey man, you gotta help out the team. Um, so like there are lots of people who could be, uh, put up for elimination and the the best part here is okay well caroline obviously because she just sucked she she stood by the dessert area which meant like oh she was ready for desserts but um girl nobody got their food yeah you didn't even get <laughs> they to never dessert. really got you didn't, to the dessert section yeah you don't get to make desserts because nobody got their actual food <laughs> um so in that way she was basically useless um, and then the best part is they go back to the dur- dormitories to deliberate. And Elsie is thinking about what's going on and what she wants to do. Uh, is there a hot tub? I think there's a hot tub, and like some people are already uh, in. Maybe I didn't see the hot up. tub. There was like a section that they're maybe they're, just, they maybe they're just sitting around. Yeah. And and Elsie's like, "Hey, uh, Dewberry, can I talk to you?" Okay. Oh, is no, this, no, 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 no.
2: She goes, "I gotta go think about this." And Dewberry follows her. And that's right. She's that's like, right. like, "I'm not stupid," because he's Southern. Um, uh huh, and yeah, like tries to get in good with Elsie, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. But he's but he's also like doing the gamesmanship style. Like I understand, like I, I suck out there, and and I totally get it if you want to put me up for elimination. I get paid then, by the
2: episode, so I need to get this next episode. <laughs> uh, like she
1: she like pats him on the back and goes, "Hey, you're staying." Yeah. Uh, and you're like, sure. oh, yeah, you know, Alliance is being formed. That's so nice. Uh, and then it comes back and Gordon's like, all right, who are your two? And she's like, oh, it's Carol and Dewberry. For fucking sure. <laughs> um, and, and immediately Gordon's like, OK, Jimmy and Jeff, you guys got fucking saved
2: because both Chris, your asses should on. be out. The executive chef is also on her team, which I think she should.
1: Well, was he? I thought he was on the blue. Uh, OK, so OK. You're I think you're right. Um, so. So, yes, it's Dewberry and Carol Ann. And then and then uh, Gordon chooses Carol Ann. She leaves and Dewberry now is like, oh, I I have made an eternal enemy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I do um, declare Mr. Bogart. Yeah. So I I think this is it's good. It's just good drama of, oh, but she's the one who had the best dish to begin with. So probably Gordon's going to keep her and, and kick out Dewberry. Also. Also, if you know anything about reality TV shows, um, you know, Dewberry's the fat one, and uh, you know we usually get rid of the fat ones early because uh, usually they, these are like pretty it's not people just competitions.
2: The, yeah, it is a pretty people competition, sure, but it's not just that he's a fat one. It's like he has, like he's like hunched over. He has mm-hmm. this like slothern drawl that makes him seem like an idiot. When he they're introducing the most Charlie him, Brown, energy he is very of, any Charlie of the Brown. contestants. Yeah, yeah, but when they're introducing him and they're like doing all the jump cuts to everyone. His like intro is that he's tripping down the stairs, like it's everyone else like with a glass of yeah. champagne. Like I'm so and so from Los Angeles, I'm an executive, sh- whatever it is. And then it's like Dewberry, and it's like him stumbling <laughs> with his glass of champagne and barely keeping yeah. it on the foot. And it's like I'm Dewberry, I'm I cook with Southern style. Oh, no, no, no! It's, no. it's like,
1: worse than that. It's, oh, it's I'm it? I'm Dewberry. I'm the pastry chef. It's like, yeah, I bet you're a little high on your own supply, Dewberry. <laughs> like they like they didn't say that, but they are so like
0: everything yeah, about yeah, exactly. the
1: show wants to say it and just leaves it to be said by the audience. Of like, I bet that guy eats a well, lot of his own cooking. You and know then what,
2: what Ramsey says about Jimmy? I think is that he's like in one of like the the interviews he says of, of Jimmy. After he burns himself, that he's 250 pounds, and because he's not sort of at a fighting weight, he will he will never be a great chef because of that, because he's not agile enough or doesn't have the stamina to do it. So, in and that's also sort of a slam at Dewberry because Dewberry is overweight, and right, they're they're trying to by proxy like make him guilty as well of that.
0: They're chefs, yeah. man. What? Listen, uh, <laughs> if I'm <laughs>
2: I love food and I want to eat food whenever. And if my yeah. professional job was to cook food, God damn right. I'd be pounding that stuff constantly. <laughs> even if you are sweating. Yeah. And, and this, I mean, of all of
1: them, of all of these kinds of reality shows, I think the one about food should be less a pretty person competition than the other ones. I mean, th- what is this RuPaul's drag race? Um, <laughs> so I, so yes caroline goes home and and now dewberry has made a, a mortal enemy and nobody like nobody everybody's on the same level but uh it's it's good it's good interesting drama
2: uh pierce yes
1: based on this one episode who do you think wins Hell's i bet, Kitchen?
2: i bet chris wins he's the executive chef that i hate Um, Chef Chris, okay, okay. He he has the expertise, but he probably sat in an office. That's what Gordon Ramsay says about him (laughs) for the last ten years, and so he's like rusty. So I think he gets his mojo back and he wins this competition.
1: Okay, very very interesting. Um, I can tell you that he he does not he does not win. Um, Let me let me go because I want to tell you the the order of this. Uh, Chris uh, gets to seventh place. So out of of twelve, he's seventh. Um, the winner, uh, un- uh, I mean, I don't know if it's unfortunate. I didn't watch the rest of the show, so I don't know. Uh, the winner was Michael, who is uh, who was one of the other professional chefs. So okay. still like a chef one. Um, the the final two were Michael and Ralph, so both oh, professional chefs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ralph seemed like a cool, cool kind of dude. Uh, I will say Elsie gets to the top four. Um, so she she good was the mom. She was the mother of six. Um But yeah, everybody. uh, Let's see. There's uh, Jeff. By the way, uh, leaves the show. He's he's not voted out. He just leaves the show in the second episode, the third episode. Um, I I don't know what's up with that. But he he leaves, and Wendy gets eliminated in the same episode. So I guess just having somebody duck out is not enough to uh, avoid elimination. Um, So. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about what happened after Hell's Kitchen. uh, So what did what did Michael Ray do afterward? He was uh, offered by Gordon Ramsay to come with him and and cook in one of his restaurants. And he turned it down and instead started his own restaurant called uh, Tattoo Tattoo, T-A-T-O-U, which apparently was pretty popular and seemed to be doing well. Uh, The problem is that uh, Michael, uh, apparently, and this this feels like such a reality show thing, like somebody should have just made a documentary of this, Um, he was dealing with uh, painkiller addiction, uh, the entire time he was on the show and afterward, and like lost his wife and family uh, because they kicked him out or whatever. Uh, he lost his restaurant from all the things that were happening. He uh, was living under a, a overpass at one point uh, after winning Hell's Kitchen uh, season one. Um, and, and it sounds like he's he's doing better now. He's he's starting to figure things out. Um, but yeah just just be like oh hey the guy who won actually had a terrible fucking life uh sounds sounds pretty bad um and in kind of the uh almost like ruben stuttered uh style here uh well and that's that's not fair one ruben stuttered won that season of american Idol. i don't even remember which season that was i remember um uh, it's really? like two three two, one of the yeah, early ones sure yeah um but like barely anybody remembers who reuben Sutter is yes he got the contract he got to do his like one song or whatever but everybody know who's Cl- who knows who clay aiken is and he was the runner-up on that yeah. one like no he didn't win but he kind or of previous won previous winners life.
2: like kelly clarkson who became like but she massive. won though yeah i know but like what i'm saying is yeah. like other winners in other seasons became massive pop stars sure sure you're
1: thing. right yeah like you know, carrie underwood as well like yeah. uh, hey you know what justin guarini he was the runner-up but he's in the dr pepper commercials he's i didn't know that he's the he's the he's the it's the sweet one little, little oh dr. i pepper love guy. that
2: character yeah, that's, that's a justin great, like like advertisement is a stain on yeah, uh uh-huh. human life uh, no <laughs> yeah, offense totally. uh um, every day we stray further from <laughs> yeah, god's light I, yeah, but like that's what i hear <laughs> good advertisement is like really little, 30 seconds it's it's the sweet one
1: uh, also he he got he got to be in the critically acclaimed well maybe not so critically acclaimed movie from justin to kelly Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway but but the point is um ralph pagano the the runner-up it seems like he's had a a longer um longer tail as a a respected chef um he got to make more out of hell's kitchen being on hell's kitchen than the actual winner really ever did uh which seems i mean that seems to be kind of a trend with reality shows it's not it's not always the winner who wins at the end right
2: yeah i mean there's a i'm not going to name where i live and i'm not going to name the restaurant that i'm talking about here but there is a restaurant that is very close to where i live uh, about five minutes away and the executive chef there won uh, an episode of chopped and that food tastes like shit. Uh, <laughs> and you know what there there are like six restaurants in the same small town that I live in that are better than that restaurant. So I totally yeah. understand what you're
0: saying.
1: But they don't they don't have the name recognition of Guy from Chopped. Um yeah. Um just to put put another bow on it. I, I did watch the British version. I it's it, it is definitely a very different thing. It's more about like being in the back of the kitchen and everybody kind of goofing around. Um it is it is kind of funny how uh some of it's just taken whole cloth. Like the same menu that they make for for this episode is the same menu they're working on in episode one of the UK version. Like it it is still um, they still have to make um, oh what what's the dish the not ratatouille the um, risotto I think it's the risotto yeah okay. um, so like they, they're making risottos and and he does the same kind of thing where he like holds up the plate with the risotto and it's not it gets stuck <laughs> to the plate and he's like it shouldn't look like this um, almost to the point of like oh yeah they cherry picked like oh we want to have this moment in the American version we want to have that moment in the American version. let's get let's yeah. make sure we get these things in there. Um, But yeah, it's it's very similar. Um, uh, There's a guy who's a journalist uh, and he falls off a chair uh, that he's just sitting in and he hurts himself. So like that is that is also what the episode is about is like some. Hey, somebody's going home tonight, but it's also in an ambulance because he (laughs) broke his hip and had to leave. Um, Also, there's like a a very wry, uh, dry, witty British uh, host for this um, that is kind of disconnected from the rest of the show like they'll just come back from a segment and he's there and, and yes I'm here to tell you that the uh, com- competitors are doing their best which means they're doing their worst <laughs> uh, and, and like, he's he's just doing dry rit- British asshole yeah. um, and like very rarely there's like one time where Gordon's like cooking food for somebody uh, and he's like hey Gordon how's it going and Gordon's like fuck off leave me alone and he's like oh well it seems like it's going great uh, <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's great. Um it's it's harder to watch. I had to watch like a daily motion video to watch that one whereas this uh, the, this version is on everything. I think yeah, I watched on it on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Uh it's on is it on Tubi? Tubi TV or Fubo or one of those. It's on Tubi. It's on Tubi TV. So if you okay. want to watch sure. that, uh it might also be on Netflix. It's it's kind of everywhere. Um so no no problem watching Hell's Kitchen season any any season um why don't we move into the legacy part of the show uh the uk version of hell's kitchen ran for four series as they say in in the uk although i think ramsey left after that first one where he created the, the u.s version uh, the u.s version has continued to run for 21 seasons and 330 episodes that's a that's a lot that's that's quite a few
2: syndication uh
1: yeah, three times. <laughs> three times over. Um the US version has received six primetime Emmy nominations and it's won one. Um we don't usually talk about Nielsen ratings here. I I I don't think it matters too much, but I think the the popularity is is a relatively interesting thing to talk about. Um but the show started within like the 7 million viewer range in its first season i think this first this debut episode got like three or four million and then it, it got more as the as the show went on i think it had like eight eight or ten at the end of of the first season to see the finale uh but then the show had its highest peak in 2006 that was season four It got up to about 10 million uh which averaged 10 million 2008 and now that what did i say 2004
2: you said 2006 2008
1: is what. oh okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Se- season four 2008 yeah. thank you um and and now 21 seasons later um it's it's usually getting around like the two million mark so it, it's definitely had its time um and you know when you do 21 seasons sure, of anything people it. people get really tired of it but but yes yeah, so it still seems to be doing well enough that they keep it on the air um like we said he gordon's got a whole uh chain of hell's kitchen restaurants um, again, none of them actually in the Hell's Kitchen kitchens because those are all sound stages for the most part. Um, but uh, there are also quite a few international versions. The U.S. is not just the only other version of Hell's Kitchen that they've they've ever made. Uh, Twenty one other countries have either had or still have or are in the process of making their own Hell's Kitchens, uh, including Poland. Poland seems to be have like a really popular one. Uh, Australia Brazil, Italy, Russia, Turkey, not Turkey tacos, but Turkey um and Thailand even has one as well um yeah, big, big show yeah i thought I thought yeah. it was fine well, any yeah. any final thoughts on on hell 's Kitchen
2: no, no final thoughts i I think m- my thing was that i i, just, I what I realized is I had an epiphany while I was watching this show is I like competition shows, I like reality t v shows um and the beats are very safe and familiar to me watching this show what 18 years later after it debuts there's a lot of similarities to the shows that you see now um and it was just it was just fun. There's, I'm not going to watch you the know. rest of this this season, but like it made me want to watch. Well,
1: I've, I've ruined it for you. You're, have, you're no longer pure. Pure yeah, Pierce is I'm dead. Not pure,
2: yeah, pure Pierce is dead. Uh, but it made me like, excited for other competition shows that are coming out now that come out weekly on Netflix. Uh, or any yeah. Other streaming well,
1: especially now, because uh, like we said, there's a writer's strike going on. So you know what show kinds of shows you don't need writers for? Reality shows. Um, I
2: thought you were saying that this was all scripted. What you're saying you know, now is that it's all real. I
1: you would say scripted. Away, uh, I think it's more like producer scripted than it is uh, WGA sure, scripted. Yes. Yeah. They you need to do this thing, and again, the amateurs yes.
2: in front of the camera will be like, "Okay." This, uh, yes, again, you're paying uh, can, me six thousand contri- dollars probably for
1: this <laughs> Contrived is probably a better word than uh, than scripted. Scripted makes it sound like somebody actually contri- wrote something contri- down. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I. Like I said, this was a a bit of a surprise to me. I thought this was going to be more of a cooking show. I knew it was a competition, but I thought there was going to be more about cooking and the creativity of the dishes we made, um, which you see a lot in the the more modern style cooking competition shows. Um, So I, I... I think I was expecting something different and it, it led to me not liking this quite as much, but I, I still do appreciate some of the things they had here. I like, I like the best of the worst thing and that person having to decide which of their two teammates gets put up for elimination. I think that's just good gamesmanship and allows for interesting storytelling. Like, like, like I said, like I'm, I'm not going to watch the next episode, but I am kind of interested to see, what happens next episode does dewberry come and get his revenge um the answer is i don't believe so i think dewberry actually the next one out so um uh, or at least he's like incredibly quick don't. out of that <laughs> afterward um so yeah you don't you don't really have to worry about him getting his revenge or anything but uh yeah i i i i'm not a reality tv guy i think i i i prefer watching more scripted shows And and yet I I undeniably had fun watching this. And and I, I, you know, if an episode of Hell's Kitchen was on as I was flipping through tv or if like the fox saturday baseball game ended and up next a new episode of hell's kitchen i might go yeah let's see what the new hell's kitchen looks like compared to the 2005 version i saw that that might be interesting to see how how it happens Uh, also like after the first season the next seasons they still had red and blue teams but they usually split it up by gender which i also think is interesting that they they decided they needed to do that or wanted to do that or thought it would add extra drama to have, Oh, it's, it's guys versus girls. Um, whereas I, I think it was interesting just to have, here's like a mix of professional chefs and, and novices and each team gets their own versions and we'll just see what happens. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I,
2: I, one of the things I said in my notes that I'll reiterate here is that I think reality shows are best when watching with someone else and that you are That's sharing fair. this experience and you can, you can turn to the person next to you and be like, can you believe he said that? Fuck that guy. And like <laughs> sort of have debates about yeah. like human behavior much more or, or what you're saying, the gamesmanship. It's like, yeah, well, and somebody this can go, this I, 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 I kind of like what, I kind of yeah. like what Dewberry did
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, excuse me. Yeah. Do fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there is, there is a good, yes. Uh, Very I mean, low you...
2: stakes rooting for people
1: you you mentioned to me maybe you mentioned on the episode but you've at least mentioned to me like oh it's it's a fun thing to watch with my wife um yeah. and and for me don't, i don't have one of those no, um, you're all alone
0: um yeah that, uh, if anyone what? listening
2: to the show is looking for a blind date in St. Louis <laughs> Chase is very nice yeah, he has a hey, full time job he owns a house That's true. A if you want
0: <laughs> if you
1: want to watch hell's kitchen um alone with me i guess i'm available yeah, for place. that uh, <laughs> I'll bring my laptop and we'll just yeah we'll watch it wherever you want uh, um I don't I don't know anybody who is on chop though so I guess we can't go to any good restaurants <laughs> uh all right let's wrap this up um Pierce I'm really excited you know we're done with uh reality TV shows for a while um just ready to to move on to anything else so what's our what's our next episode going to be on Pierce
2: uh RuPaul's drag race ah, another son of a reality bitch show uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's June right now. It's Pride Month. Um, this is an iconic show, and uh, will,
1: will we record this while it is still Pride Month? We're gonna do F- our fingers Listen,
2: <laughs> Pride is twelve months out of the year. Uh, corporations just choose this one to celebrate <laughs> so. it, and po- poorly, I might add. <laughs> <I'm> poorly. <laughs> Listen,
0: <laughs>
2: I, I'm gonna change my logo to something rainbow, and then. <laughs> They're not gonna give a fuck afterwards, I guess, in yep. July. So
1: yep. we, we will care
2: about uh drag um, in July and beyond. Yeah. So if we uh, record in July, so be it. <laughs> uh
1: I did mention earlier in the in the show, I, I made a, a reference to RuPaul's Drag Race, and that is because I have already watched it and made my notes for it, ready to do it. Um so we'll we'll have that discussion and talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, another reality show, but then Maybe we'll maybe we'll take it take it easy on reality shows for for the next handful of episodes. Yeah. In in this maybe we'll do a wrestling show before we do our next God uh damn it no <laughs> No, I don't mean wrestling next after this. I mean we're gonna we'll do a wrestling show before we do our next reality show.
2: Maybe we need we have that we haven't much of a break. You can't... We need
1: that much of a break between There are literally between...
2: tens people uh listening right now and I don't wanna to commit to doing another wrestling show before we do
1: another uh, reality show. Fair fair enough. Um yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh we've got some time to decide what happens after rupaul but um yeah next next up is rupaul's drag race um i, I don't i don't really think it needs to be said but we are watching the uh, american version um we're also watching rupaul's drag race not rupaul's drag race all stars or any of the other spin-offs we we'll, we live I, in a
2: franchise I, era because capitalism dra- and drag because race is a, is a huge franchise further <laughs> from god's light and not because yeah. it's drag but because of capitalism
1: (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first folks uh so anyway uh looks like we've just about reached our destination thank you pierce for uh going on this flight with me uh as we prepare for landing i would like to remind you all that you can follow pilot program on twitter as long as that's still a website apparently uh at at pilot program pod you can also follow me at chase underscore Kennickey on twitter that's k-o-e-n-e-k-e um and then i do a podcast with my good friends bobby Pease and johnny Amazich. it's called the casual hour we talk about video games you can go to the dot and find the twitch streams that we do and the um podcast episodes that we have uh lots of good stuff there pierce um what uh you don't you don't usually do plugs but you do nope. I'm uh not on
2: social media in a public way because
1: smart because you have um, standards yeah. um but you, you do put out some music recommendations. So, I do put out some uh, music. I, I hope recommendations. you got, I hope you got something
2: real hot and spicy for the Hell's Kitchen episode. What do you got? I, I really don't because this is actually a recommendation that I'm going to make for the second time. Um, what the, we only the, have we've only had twelve episodes. I know, fierce. but but it is relevant. You ran out of so music. I did not run out of music <laughs> in in our uh, WWF. Episode uh, was that money Raw? I already forgot. Yes, it um, I talked about a song called Gordon Ramsay Freestyle by the rapper yes, Rambles. Fair points. And it is a short song; it's less than three minutes. But it's called Gordon Ramsay Freestyle. You have to listen to it for this episode, and it's an awesome, like, sort of spoken word, like, very there's a drawl to it it's very deadpanned uh and it's oh, also drawl. a drawl did Dewberry sing this song Dewberry did not sing this song I oh, think Remble and Dewberry and could not be more uh, opposites um fair enough but it, it's super catchy and it, it's a song that I, I really like and you should check it out
1: awesome well thank you and uh and with that ladies and gentlemen I hope you have enjoyed your flight till then thanks for listening and we will catch you next time
0: Peace.